All right, you guys. You just heard the AFC North schedule breakdown, and now we're hopping in with the NFC North schedule breakdown. So, Lou, let's do Chicago first. And I have them winning week one versus the Lions, losing week two versus the Giants, winning week three versus the Falcons, and then losing week four versus the Colts. So two and two for Chicago after four weeks. Wow, man. We are completely inversed on this. I have them losing to Detroit, winning versus the Giants and at Atlanta, and in beating the Colts, Steve. I have them beating us. That is one of the games I have the Colts slipping to, which wow. I know everyone is awaiting my AFC South schedule, but I'm not <laughs> even sold on it myself. But I'd hop in after that, Steve, I have them four straight losses. Lost Tampa, lost Carolina, lost the Rams, and lost at New Orleans or, or at home versus New Orleans. And, Lou, I have them losing this the same stretch. I have them losing all four of those games. I think that's really tough. And especially, like, I think this is going to be the time where, you know, even if they start a, the season with a quarterback, regardless if that's Foles or Trubisky, this could really be the time where we could start hearing that other name or, you know, even trade conversations. You know, they didn't pick up Mitch's fifth-year option. So after this year, you know, he's not guaranteed a roster spot in Chicago. He isn't doing that. Steve, that's why I think week one there's going to be a lot of confusion. A lot of confusion. And they're going to go in as a team that's half in it and half out of it. It's going to be weird to see. That very much could be the case, Lou. But coming into week nine, I have them winning versus the Titans. I know that that's a game where you could go in the other direction. I just think Chicago is going to pull away with some of those close games. And I'm not so sold on the Titans being able to bury good teams, like I said in the last episode. Week 10, I have them winning a division game versus the Vikings. When they go to Minnesota in a couple of weeks, I think it could be a different story. But while they're they're home with the Vikings, I have that as a win. Then I have them losing at the Packers, Lou. And I just think that the Packers will be my favorite in this division, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah, Steve, I have it a little similar. So I have a loss at the Titans. I have the win versus Minnesota, Steve. Let's not forget, they embarrassed Minnesota in Chicago last season, and that will not change. That pass rush has not gone anywhere. Obviously, the bye week is next. I have them losing to Green Bay as well as you do. And then for the the rest of the season, I have them beating Detroit. I have them... See, the Houston game was tough for me to pick, Steve. Is that as hard for you to pick? Because I feel like they're both two teams, like, in limbo. Yeah, I think they're going to be a, a very similar team, like, kind of, like, going forward uh, this year, especially where we don't know what the offense is going to look like without a healthy DeAndre Hopkins for the Texans, you know, affect Deshaun Watson. So that's why, like, I'm really not sold on the Texans really competing in that division. And I think it could go to you guys or the Titans by default, you know, j- just maybe sneak it in with, with a 9-7 and seven record for, like, the division or 10-6, and six, depending on how we break down those schedules. No, I definitely, I, I cannot wait to do that. But to finish it out, Steve, I have the loss at Houston, loss versus Minnesota, and then I have them beating, Steve, two wins at the end of the season at Jacksonville and home versus Green Bay. I think they steal one at the end when Green Bay is kind of uh, lackadaisical. We always see that at the end of some seasons. But, Lou, this game could also mean something, too. Like, say Chicago proves us wrong and, you know, maybe Foles is the guy for them or Mitch had a very improved offseason. That Week 17 game versus the Packers could, could really have some value to it. So that's something to watch out down the line. But Week 13, I have the Bears getting a dub versus the Lions. Winning again Week 14 versus the Texans. I have them losing at the Vikings in Week 15, winning versus Jacksonville in Week 16 
and then losing at Packers in week 17. But like I said, Lou, that, that could get interesting depending on, on what, what Chicago looks like. Yeah, no, it's going to be a crazy, crazy season for them. Because I remember the year before I had them. Last year, I thought they were going to be great. They were terrible. The year before that, I thought they were going to be terrible, and they were great. So it's just – I can never win with the Bears. So we'll see to the Packers, man. I have them at 10-6. and six. What, what do you have them at before we jump into the, to the, uh, the season results? I got Green Bay at 11-5. and five, So one game off from each other, I don't think that's too bad at all. Yeah, no, it's going to be more like 10-6, and six, but, <laughs> but let's start it off. I have them losing week one versus Minnesota at Minnesota. I think that's a tough game. They, they always split the season series. I think they'll beat Detroit, lose to New Orleans in New Orleans, and I think that's ugly. And then I think they win in Atlanta. Yeah, Lou, I do have a similar breakdown, but week one I have them winning versus the Vikings. Uh, week two I also have them winning versus the Lions. I don't think those games early on will be trouble for them. But I do think later on in the season, it, it could possibly be. But yeah, I have them getting embarrassed by the Saints week three, too. So I'm glad we both feel like that. I think both of those teams in the NFC South between the Saints and the Bucks are going to be competitive. I think they're going to be powerhouses. But I just don't know how much their record is going to show for it because they're going to have to play against good teams twice a year. Like, don't sleep on the Falcons. Like, even though they weren't good record-wise, don't sleep on the Panthers, even though they weren't great record-wise. Like, I still think those teams have very competitive rosters. So I have Green Bay 3-1 and one after, after four games. And, you know, I think that, that's a good start for them in their second year with, with the new head coach, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, Steve, I agree. I have them at 2-2, two and two, but uh, they don't have an easy start to the schedule at all. Uh, then I think they lose off the bye week to Tampa, Steve. I really do. I have them winning at Houston. I have them winning versus Minnesota, Steve, and then another embarrassing, embarrassing loss at San Francisco. We know how much that has troubled the Packers in the past. Lou, I have the same exact stretch. I have them losing to the Bucks and losing to the Niners and then winning the Texans in the Vikings game. I just don't think that they're a great road team, and those are all tough road games, the Saints, the Bucks, and the 49ers, regardless of how good those teams actually are. Look at the talent on the offense and the defense for both of those rosters. It's deep, and you know that they're going to be coming after you. So Green Bay is definitely going to have you know a tough stretch there. But, Lou, Week 10 versus the Jaguars, that's definitely going to be a bounce-back game. And I hate to say it, but they're going to continue their win streak versus the Colts and the Bears, and they're going to win three in a row there. And then it's going to get tough Week 13. I have them getting a loss versus the Eagles. Um, and then that getting into the back end, things will definitely be a little easier compared to that stretch. But why don't you hop in with your next couple of games? Well, Steve, so we're going to have to disagree. They're going to catch a loss in Indianapolis. That's all I know. But then they will go on for me. I have them winning five straight, Chicago, Philly, at Detroit, Carolina at home, Tennessee at home. And then I have them losing the last game of the week, Steve. Like I said, uh, at Chicago, I have them losing. Like I said before, it's just tough defense. They're going to have a little bit of a lackadaisical feel like, okay, we're already at the top of the division. We clearly think that we're better than them. And they're going to be focused towards the playoffs because that's Rogers' mentality always. And I could see them slipping up. But at 10-6 record, and our Green Bay will be fighting for the top of the division. I think Green Bay will, will definitely be the favorite to be at the top of the division when the season's done. In lieu, it's going to be 11-5 and five and not 10-6. and six. But let's go to the Vikings, who I think are going to finish with a 7-9 and nine record. Um, Lou, I'm going to hop in with my four games, and then you can give us your projected record and then your four picks. But I have them losing week one versus the Packers, as I just said. 
And then, Lou, I have them beating your Colts week two, beating the Titans week three, and beating the Texans week four. So they, they start off hot and they start three and one. Well, here, Stephen, uh, is where we differ. <laughs> I, have them, I have them winning three straight. So Indy is included in that. I have them beating Green Bay off the bat, Indy, Tennessee. I have them losing in Houston, though, Steve. I do. Um, I have them at a 10-6 and six record as a whole. But I just think Kirk Cousins versus a clearly better quarterback. I think that's the first time where in the season, obviously Rodgers is better than him. But they're in the same division. So he's out of division now facing a superstar, which is a game everyone's going to watch, Steve, in Houston. I think the crowd gets to him a little. Hey, they very much could. It just depends on how the Texans are going to be. We always hear people talk about Kirk Cousins not being able to play up for the moment, but he's kind of proven us wrong in the past couple of years. So so we're going to see how that goes. Lou, but I have the Vikings getting a loss week five at Seattle. Seattle's never a fun place to play. Uh, I think the Vikings will play him tough maybe for, for a quarter and a half or so, and I think Seattle will run with it. I think they could be the, the most slept-on team in the NFC to be a top contender in the league. I think people are just looking at the Saints and the Bucks and completely forgetting that that NFC West is, is stacked with teams that are ready for the playoffs too. That game's a primetime game, so I'm, I'm sure we'll be watching that somewhere. Going on to the next game, uh, week six versus the Falcons. I have that as, as a dub for the Vikings. I have them after the bye week taking a loss to the Packers. I just think that, you know, they're going to have a problem in, in the division versus that team. I completely agree, Steve. We have it kind of laid out the same way. I have them catching a loss to the best player on the planet and Russell Wilson. Uh, and like you said, a very slept on team. You know me. I've got a chub for Russell Wilson. Uh, Atlanta, I think that's a W. And then again, Steve, the loss at Green Bay. But to carry on after that, I think they win versus Detroit, uh, lose at Chicago like we had just talked about. And then I think they go on a three-game win streak, Steve. Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville. I, I really like that stretch for them. Yeah, that is a good stretch. Lou, just to – I know you mentioned Russell Wilson uh, previously, so I, I got this text the other day from Ray Ray Albanese. Shout out to you, my brother. Russell Wilson has never got a single MVP vote. How blasphemy is that? Derek Carr has more MVP votes than him, Steve. It's absolutely it's, crazy. It's embarrassing. It's legit embarrassing, dude. It's because the best player on the planet is a quiet guy who is five foot eleven on a good day. You know what I mean? But coming in with my next stretch of games, it's definitely not in favor for the Vikings. So after taking a loss versus the Packers, I have them getting a win versus the Lions. And then I have them losing three straight. I have them losing at the Bears. I have them losing versus the Cowboys. And I have them losing versus the Panthers. I don't think those teams are going to be any slouch teams. I think those are going to be very tough games for the Vikings to play back-to-back-to-back. Obviously, Week 13, I have them getting a dub versus Jacksonville. Losing Week 14 versus the Bucks, Winning Week 15 versus the Bears. And then losing two straight at the end of the season to the Saints and at the Lions. So that would give the Minnesota Vikings a 7-9 and record. We obviously have that difference on that stretch, that three-game stretch at home. But I feel the same way about Tampa, Steve. Uh, I do think they beat Chicago. But here's where I differ. I think they beat New Orleans in New Orleans. Wow. They, they, keep, they keep that that thing looming over them, Steve. But there's a lot of hype after it. So they come crashing down the next week at Detroit. Get a little full of themselves and finish the season 10-6. and six. And we'll see who has a better record in the division. I have it as the Packers have a better record in the division. But, yes, it's going to be a toss-up. I think it's a close division. A lot of teams, Steve, you know I'm a big believer in this. You win big games. The next week is always a crash. No, I know. You called that out in the middle of last year, too. 
But, Lou, let, let's jump in with the, the Lions. I don't think that this is going to be a team that, that's going to be competitive this year. I think this will probably be the last time we see Patricia as the coach as the Lions. And, you know, this could also be the last year we see Matthew Stafford at, at the quarterback helm for the Detroit Lions. You know, if they do have another unsuccessful year, it's going to get to a point where they might just want to start over and see what they can get for him. I have the Lions coming at 3-13 and 13 this year, so I'm sorry for all my Detroit fans, but I have them losing the first four straight, and that's versus the Bears, at the Packers, at the Cardinals, versus the Saints. Yeah, Steve, so the way I have it is uh, a, law, a win in Chicago, I've said that, I think they catch them off guard. But, Steve, yeah, I think they lose three straight, man, heading into the bye. It's just at Green Bay, at Arizona, versus New Orleans. Those are a couple of shellackings that the Lions are in for, man. Uh, and then fresh off a of bye week, I think they beat Jacksonville, and then they lose uh, to Atlanta, lose to Indy, and then lose to Minnesota, Steve. I think that's a really ugly stretch for them because Atlanta's on the road and Minnesota's on the road. Lou, I have the same stretch after the bye week. I have them beating Jacksonville and losing those three straight to the Falcons, Colts, and Vikings. I just I don't know what, what the Lions are going to show us. I mean, obviously, offensively, you know, Kenny Galladay is good. Can they have a a running back room that could stay healthy with, with their new running back back there. But even defensively, I just can't name too many guys that stand out. I mean, obviously they have Flowers, the pass rusher from New England. But, you know, trading Darius Slay was tough. I know they signed Darquez Denard to kind of help out the cornerback position. But I, I was more in favor of a guy like Darius Slay over, over a guy like that. But coming into to week nine, I have them losing versus the Vikings. I have them winning week 10 versus the Redskins. Uh, I think that'll be a tough game. I, I know we talked about the Redskins as a team that could possibly be sneaky good or competitive this year, but I think the Lions will strong out a game here and there. And then lose at, at the Panthers, lose versus the Texans. And, Lou, I, I liked your point where you said early in the season because I feel like the Lions always always sneak a game early in the season. So that, that week one versus the Bears could really be a, a big a big game for them. Dude, Steve, it definitely could, man. And like I said, with that confusion, somehow, Steve, you're right. The Lions always seem to pull one out of their rear ends. And I don't think this is one of them, but Washington, I think that's a W. And then, Steve, I think they go on a massive losing streak. Lose at Carolina, lose at Houston, lose at Chicago, lose, at, uh, lose home versus Green Bay, lose at Tennessee, lose versus the Bucks, Steve, which I'm not sold on. They could win that game. But I do think they get a W at Minnesota to finish the season 4-12. and 12. And, and there goes Matt Patricia's job. Yeah, Lou, I have the same stretch. And, and I absolutely agree with you. And I honestly don't even think it would take that long to possibly him lose his job. And, and um, the, the general manager, I think it's Dan Quinn. I think those guys are, are probably more, more on the out-the-door side than they are in the door. You know what I'm saying? But, Lou, breaking down the, the two divisions today was fun. And, you know... Just getting to the rest of these divisions throughout is going to be interesting because we got to stay honest to, to the records that we gave these teams already. Yeah, absolutely. You guys might see me do a revamp. I'm a big revamp guy. You might see me do a 2.0. I'm a big fan of 2.0s. No joke, the Lions, I've never seen a hotter schedule for a bad team. Am I wrong? Uh, they definitely have one. so hot. I think the Bengals didn't get the best schedule either. Definitely for not, dude. Off like that, you know? There's only one easy game on the schedule. It's Washington. Besides that, their other worst team from last season is Jacksonville and Arizona. Like, those are two teams. I don't. I mean, I'm not in on Jacksonville. So, Arizona's a solid team. Atlanta's never a cakewalk. 
Um, and yeah, no, they, they really got the, the poopy end of the stick if I was PG about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Steve, I, I might do a 2.0. These have uh, been awesome. I cannot wait to do the rest of the league and, and see how this stacks up because uh, the playoff thing is going to change everything with the seven teams. And man, this is going to be fun. Yeah, definitely will. Guys, thanks for tuning in. That wraps things up. Make sure to tune in next week to hear our next division. We are going to break down the AFC East and the NFC East. Since the Sandbox, baby. Peace. Check out that website, guys. Since the Sandbox.net. Great website.